0: think that we typically notice that the spirit is working until after the fact. I bet that those people in Acts, during the moments that all that crazy amazing stuff was happening, realized that the spirit was work. They probably thought afterwards when they got a chance to talk it through and realized how amazing God had used them. I think sometimes we look back and We don't see that intensity. Maybe we noticed how God nudged or moved us. Sometimes we do get to see how God used tongues of fire to change our path and to utilize our voice to amplify God's love. As many of you know, I have not always been a Lutheran. I was raised in a denomination called a holiness tradition denomination. And so I heard about the Holy Spirit early and often. I was a devout child and I actually listened to sermons. I took notes on sermons when I was little. And I loved to listen to sermons where they had stories about the spirit at work. It was really fun to hear about how God moved and surprised and worked God's amazing love. I never thought it odd to hear from God or feel God's leading in my life or hear about other people talking about it in theirs. And I've never taken it for granted, but I certainly never thought that God would use the Holy Spirit to move me from the church that raised me and formed me. It was Lent 2014 when I received the phone call that sent me packing from the church of my birth. I remember as a child, from my earliest memories, they involved church, being involved in church, worshiping at church, I remember naps in the nursery nap room. I remember when we finally got pads on the unyielding wooden pews and it was comfortable to sit there for for the hours that we sat there on Sundays and Wednesdays. I was called by the Spirit while at summer camp in that denomination, and I was welcomed into the ordination process after graduating from Divinity School. I was ordained in that church. I was given many opportunities to minister in that church. I had amazing congregations that I still hold so dear to my heart in that church. I had a home there from birth. But because of my support and solidarity with LGBTQIA+, I was deemed unsuitable for ministry in that denomination by that denomination. Just like that. No judge. No jury. No divorce papers, no process, no farewell, no goodbye party. Just shown the door. Although I had seen it coming, the reality was no less heartbreaking. I was a religious refugee, and somehow, through the power of the Spirit, I found safe harbor in the ELCA. Even though the Spirit led me to the ELCA, at the time, it felt like I was just stumbling in the dark. I was sad. I was grieving. The fire came later. The night before, I had my final conversation with the candidacy committee, which approved the transfer of my ordination. I felt tremendous stress and self-loathing. I felt despair, and I thought that if the church of my birth could throw me out after all of our history and relationship together, after all that, after I knew that they loved me, who was I to think that a new church would ever bring me in, let me be a part of them? The Spirit, that night, as I slept, comforted me with a dream. In it, I was going to minister in a new church, and I was so nervous, because as an evangelical, I had never dealt with the albs and the soles and the cinctures and all that kind of stuff and it was terrifying to me and I didn't have all of that pomp and circumstance stuff figured out and in my dream I didn't have the right outfit and on top of that in my dream I was also late so I was stressed but I realized as I got to the church where I was going to serve I looked around and I was in the narthex of the church I grew up in I was home A kind person welcomed me and said, Here, we've been waiting for you. Welcome to Burlington Lutheran Church. I was home. The dream comforted me and reminded me that all of my experiences, being thrown out of the church and stumbling in the dark and doing the work of transferring my ordination to become a Lutheran, was all led by the Spirit. Even when I felt grief, even when I felt like I had no idea what was coming next. I was approved that day by a candidacy. And after that final mi- meeting, the bishop called me into his office. He congratulated me and told me that there was a church in my area that was looking for a pastor. And had I heard of Burlington Lutheran? <laughs> Y'all know I cry easily, but this that situation was ridiculous. All of the grief and hope and anxiety of the past year that began with the rejection of the church that I loved and considered family crashed through to this moment. The Spirit had a plan all along. God is such a show-off that later that week when I saw my friend and colleague, Lauren, who had been the pastor here before me, he asked me about my transition. And although I couldn't tell him any details or that I was being considered by Burlington Lutheran, He told me, you know, God told me two years ago that you would follow me at Burlington. Two years before, I hadn't even been a Lutheran. (laughs) You know the rest of the story. The incredible work that God has done with and for us in this community of faith. The amazing team that we make together with God, how much fun we've had, the joy we've seen, the new folk we've we welcomed on the way, the ministry that we have done together. And this outrageous display of the Spirit gives me hope and joy. But I had no idea that this would happen on that dark day that I wondered and grieved and in the months that followed when I wasn't sure what was next. The amazing thing about the story in Acts was that the tongues of fire, the outrageous display when each person was given the ability to proclaim the good news in languages that they did not know, was not the first thing that the Spirit did that day. The first thing the Spirit did that day was motivate all these different individuals to gather together in their grief and fear. They could have easily stayed home and felt sorry for themselves. They could have been overcome with hopelessness. They could have been stumbling in the dark and just sat down and given up, but something motivated them to gather, something like the Spirit of God. And the Spirit did not just do the miraculous things in in any of our stories, right? The Spirit starts by the discontent in our hearts. The Spirit starts with nudging. The Spirit starts with a wondering about what could be next. For me, it was my discontent with how God, um, with how my understanding of, of what God believes to be true about all children of God, and what I felt the church that I served felt to be true about all the children of God. I didn't think they reconciled with one another, and it was important to me to serve in a place where I could proclaim without caveat that all are welcome to serve, to love, to worship together. If we all look at the Spirit moving, It never begins with the fireworks. It starts with the grief, the unexpected change, the yearning, the community of folk willing to gather in hope. And it is in these first strange steps that feel like stumbling in the dark that brings us to new things in the spirit. This Pentecost, we stumble in the dark, for sure. We're alone in our homes. We are uncertain about the future. We are discontent with the brokenness of our world with the evils of murderous racism, with inequality, with polarizing politics that set us against one another when we should be working together always, with bigotry, with pain. What if we considered that this is just the beginning, that it is the first steps of the Spirit leading us to what comes next, to tongues of fire, to the supernatural ability to proclaim the good news of God to all people, to audacious hope, incredible love. The Spirit is already at work in you, in us, all around. Amen.